Ah, China. When one thinks of this magnificent country, one cannot help but envision the Wanli Changcheng. This is these amazing places. Welcome to show number forty-seven for the week of March sixteenth, two thousand nine. What? <laughs> Ni hao. Ni hao is Chinese for hello. Okay. All right. It goes fits right along with our China podcast this week that we're covering in Walt Disney World. And as always, this is Adam and Doug here covering another great adventure in Walt Disney World. And many other traveling places as we cover our podcasts. But before we get to that, and knee how to you too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought he was going to say knee high because I'm about knee high to him anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'm going to hit some uh, contact information for you guys. And uh, welcome back to another beautiful week. Uh, let's see here. First, you can look us up on Twitter. We are getting more and more followers every week. Recently, just a uh, travel agency out of Dublin, Ireland. I was intrigued by that. So. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. So that's Twitter. There's, uh, if you haven't heard of it, uh, go onto our website and check us out on there. You can get to our Twitter page right from there. Uh, you can also see the little updates that we make on there if you just want to look at it just on the website itself. We also have uh, Flickr, uh, which is where all of our wonderful photos go up and some videos also on there of all the places that we've been to. They are separated out within the Disney parks. You'll see that when you get on there, uh, separated out basically by Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and uh, Hollywood Studios. And then they're also separated out to other places that we've been to. Yes, we have been to other places. Yes. And <laughs> the best thing about that is it gives you the, down, the biggest resolution that we've taken the picture in. And we've made it publicly available for free download. So use it for your desktop. Okay, and we also have a contact page on our website. You can go on there. You can fill in information and let us know a little bit something about you and tell us a little bit uh, uh, about what you think of the show. You can also, if you wish, contact us through podcasts at theseamazingplaces.com and uh, we'd be glad to reply to you and maybe even read your email on the show. You can also, last but not least, contact, count, contact us through voicemail. Uh, that number is 641-715-3900, extension 53056. And as we've said before, if you give us a ring, we'd like to play you on the show. So anyway, back to you, Adam. Okay, so this week, obviously, we've done the Ni Hao Chinese introduction. Um, I'd also like to shout out to... We've seen that someone from China is listening, and uh, Actually, that's a great yeah, thing. we have a few downloads. So that's China. great, and hopefully you enjoy this uh, show. I'm not sure if you've been to Disney World, but and hopefully our English is, uh, they can understand our English well enough. Not sure. Maybe they're learning English and listening to go. us. I don't know. But uh, anyway, this week we're basically going to cover the China Pavilion that's, of course, over in Disney's uh, Disney Eb Epcot and uh, the China Pavilion, and, and it's World in Showcase. World Showcase of Epcot. So we've got some different things. Just the entire pavilion is what we want to cover this week. So it's a lot Along of... with the audio. Yes. We're also going to do an audio of uh, Reflections of China. Right, Circle Vision, which is uh, once again in the pavilion. And so we're just going to have the theme of Chinese, including the background music that you'll hear here in a second. So, so. sit back, relax, and, uh, and join us. 
All right, so this is where we stick in our news segment. And on this week's news, uh, quite a weird, I would say weird, maybe if you're paying attention at all to any forums, any online information, maybe it's even, I've never seen it on TV yet, but Disney has announced this. It's basically, they're calling it a fan club. It's called D23. We don't really know much about it yet. Um, We've heard people talking about it, and there are opinions out there that we don't even need to go into right now. But uh, the main gist of it, what is the main gist of it, Okay, so the 23, which many people tried to figure out what it meant to begin with, and all it is is 1923, the year that Walt started the studio. So not a whole lot behind that. Uh, Okay, so basically, as you said, Adam, it's a fan club, and you're going to pay $74.95 a year. Uh, they did give that information. You get four, well, they're quarterly magazines. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard the magazines, I haven't seen them yet, but I've heard the magazines are almost like a book that you get four times a year. I don't know all the content. I guess yeah. as we get that. Once again, we'll we don't know it. any information, but. Now, they're going to have uh, conventions too throughout the year, I believe, in different places. Is it only one a year, or? Oh, well, I'm not. Yeah, we I'm don't not even clear. know that. I know so. they're starting out with one in Anaheim. And I think it's in California. September. Right. Since yeah, September sep- of 2009. September, uh, wait a minute, because it was right. Let's see. I think it was September 11th to the 13th. Okay. I believe so. That's going to be in Anaheim, which is very close to uh, Disneyland. Disneyland. Yep. So for Disneyland people and for locals around in there, that's good. And So uh, other than that, uh, let's see here. It did say something quick about um, exclusive ex- movie previews and music previews or something like that. But I don't really know what that means. So I guess as this thing and unfolds, which I would have thought that it would have done that a little better after such a rollout to it, but it hasn't. So we'll just kind of wait and see. And yeah, once again, we'll as it rolls out, we can look into it more. But there's a lot of information, at least with the, all of the graphics and all the stuff on their website. And I believe it's just DisneyWorld.com slash 23. And it's the number 23, not the yeah. spelled out word. So you can check that out for more information. And I believe from also looking it over, it's a little bit geared towards the whole 1923s when they started. But it's a little bit archival if you're into the depth. It the really deep, is just deep, into deep appeal. History of, people that are detailed, they mm-hmm. want to really be involved with everything. Yep. Everything that happens within Disney, not just the parks. Not just the movies, not just the music, but everything. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, something. Maybe you're a Disney fan, maybe you're not, and not. We've discussed it. We may not even get into it yet. We'll see what yeah, other people yet. think. I guess I want to know a little more. I'm not willing to pay I mean, 75 bucks at this point. So. Not for four yeah. magazines or whatever, and then but to travel. So I, you know, not just for that. Okay. So, but hey, you know, maybe we'll find something more out about it. On the other side, we've got some parks news from the parks, right. and uh, it's so basically... It is about Epcot. Yes, it is about coming up, starting uh, the Flower and Garden Festival, the Flower and Garden Show will be coming up, and that starts in March. March 18th, okay, which is March Wednesday. Eight, March 18th to May the 31st, which I'll be there on the 31st, the last day. So... I'll be there. I'll get some pictures and yep. stuff like that. That's It'll be ex- my first time to be at it. It's exciting because knowing that you're going to be there and we're already announcing the start of it, that's like, sweet. The countdown has begun. Yeah. You're almost there. I know last... Well, like we said on the we last show, about, I hit the 90-day point. Yeah. At that point, man, it's all just... Yeah. From there, it's like, a, I don't know, a build-up to a great trip. And I'm glad you're going back, and I'm glad that Connor's going to enjoy it with you and you guys yep. are going to actually get to chill but anyway it's gonna be a different time mm-hmm. so there's be fun I, we didn't talk about this but they're also i know i don't want to slam it and like we're promoting disney all of a sudden but 
Though once again, buy four, get three free. I think it doesn't expire until the 29th of March, so you can book it in here during the uh, Clear fire through August, though, right? You can book Well, they said the deadline August. is the 29th to book it again. But you can book trips, though. That you can book them. They have to be bar booked. Book before March 29th. Right, yeah. but you can take the vacation. Clear right. through. Okay. Right. So, anyway, that's, I'm sure they'll change that as the economy and changes. I think it'll probably get extended again, which we've said before, and it did. So... All right. All right, time to move on to China. Okay, Adam. So we're going to, uh, let's see, first of all, I want to kind of head into the pavilion, and we're going to do a little description here, uh, really, of some things that I haven't seen, but Adam has. Uh, there is a, a, a basically a large three-tiered building that you can see as you're heading into China. You can see it from quite a piece away, actually. That three-tiered circular hall is... Uh, it's called Hall of Prayer for Good Harvest, and it's a one-and-a-half scale reproduction of its counterpart inside the Temple of Heaven complex near Beijing. Uh, I've just got a couple details here. I'll just read real quick. Um, let's see here. There are 12 outer columns supporting the roof. They represent the 12 months of the year and 12-year cycle of the Chinese calendar. This is within the temple. Uh, closer to the center of the room are four columns representing the four seasons. These columns support a beam representing earth, which is topped by a round beam signifying heaven. So I, I guess when you go in and when I go in, I'll probably, I will take a look at that just now because I've read about it and it has created a little bit of interest there just to come in and kind of put uh, words to, to visuals. Uh, let's see here. It says here, if you go into the temple in China and stand in the very middle, this is where they would show the reflections, right? Yeah, actually, of China. Yeah, not really. Um, what happens is we it's kind of jumping around, but just to kind of describe it for everyone. First of all, all this is going to be on Flickr. I have a ton of photos. We'll throw them up there. That way you can see what we're talking about. Um, when you first walk into the entrance, in fact. I'm going to backtrack again. If you're in a wheelchair, you got to go to the left part of the pavilion and go around to the front to get in. Or if you go through the gardens, it's kind of like a long ramp that like goes up in between the gardens and into the lily ponds. And then the entrance is like right on the right. It's kind of like on the right side of the pavilion. Anyway, once you enter into that, that's where the little temple thing is. You go farther and then you're going to reach carpet with long benches. And then off to the right is where the performer that we we're going to talk about we'll probably talk about a little bit yeah, more yeah, a little bit but it's basically a, it's a lady when we saw it was a lady playing a sitar uh or a sitar based instrument if you don't know what a sitar is it's uh it's kind of like a guitar but it has i think it has eight or more strings and they're they're built in um the musical scale of a, a lot Chinese. of 80s i mean 80s 60s music oh okay like the beatles and stuff used them and, when they were under the yeah into the uh it's different movements um but it's kind of i don't want to say it's kind of twangy sounding similar to maybe like a banjo you've probably heard it it's typical kind of an eastern sound to it anyway uh, that's on your right and that that person performs and then then doors open on your left and that then when you walk inside there that is the circle room where reflections of china is held okay the, now i'm just going to take this this came from their site about the, the place. It says, if you go to the temple in China and stand in the very middle of the round room, it is acoustically perfect. So when you're there, say something. 
because it is acoustically perfect, you will hear yourself talk, which is something that we really, as people, uh, do, and that means usually we don't hear ourselves talk. Uh, through our, we hear ourselves talk through our own head, and in this room, you'll hear how others hear us or hear you. Um, anyway, so that gives a little bit of information on that. I just thought of something. I bet it's. I bet the Capitol building in Washington D.C. was built like that too. Have you ever know? Did you ever know that? When we visited, I remember that you can hear conversations across the room by listening to above because the the way the sound bounces off the dome. Right. Yeah. Very similar format. Anyway, that was you know just too. I just read here too. Now it says uh, in reflections uh, reflections of China, which is the show. Um, it says it's a half an hour, but use the time before the next showing to view the land of many faces gallery. Do you know what that is? Oh yeah, that's what I was wondering what it was called. It's uh it is a very uh I don't even know what to describe it. It's kind of like an art artistic area, but it but the main thing that I actually have a picture of this. It's got the army of those sculptures. Um I don't even know what it is. The history. I remember. You know I what remember I'm talking about? It's yeah. a picture of an army of just guys out and there's their sculptures and there's even a movie um what's the movie called with brendan fraser the mummy the mummy how in at one point in one of their movies i forget which one it is you see one of the it's a guy in it's the whole suit, army it? yes it's the whole army and yeah. they they come back alive and that's what yep. the, that whole movie's about but anyway this is about that actual army and it it was just talking about how in ancient times when you know just like rome they built up their armies to take over and the roman emperor and this is the Chinese emperor and their army. But anyway, it's a pretty unique picture. A lot of people took pictures when I was in there. And uh, I will throw it up there. That is on your left. Uh, you enter the enter into the ride. This this other area is on the left part of the pavilion. So anyway, okay. continue. That Sorry. covers uh, some of the inside stuff. And we'll jump outside and talk a little bit about what you're going to see there during the Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, let's see. Highlights there, just in China. That's where I'm going to talk about right now. Highlights include a bamboo garden, exotic water garden, feng shui area, and a wonderful panda topiary. Uh, I think I've seen that before. Uh, let's see. The water garden has many water lilies just for the flower and garden show. Also, be sure to check out the stacks of begonia columns that border the walkway to the main pavilion. So that gives you something to look out for that's or and also I'll be looking out for for the uh, flower and garden festival while you're there. Okay, good stuff. I think uh, we kind of want to talk about the audio that we're going to play, uh, unless you have anything else, Doug, that you're Let's thinking see. of. Well, actually, do we want to go through dining? Oh, yeah, Just we quickly. have to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to drag this out. I do, I do want to mention prices, because um, in the past, Nine Dragons, before it was refurbished, it had been a little more expensive. Helpings that they would serve you used to be ginormous, you would like come out of there stuffed so crazily and now it is not that way at all it's a very it's a good helping but it's not something that you're going to get stuffed with so um well we can just briefly well we'll touch i want to at least give a general price and what the general obviously the food is chinese so it's going to have you know like honey sesame chicken sweet and sour pork uh, peppery shrimp with spinach noodles, different things like that. Uh, they have, even though it's not on the menu, they do have a general Sal's chicken. And when we were there with my family, uh, my father-in-law got it and he ordered it. And he did say it wasn't spicy to begin with for him. But after by the last bite, he was like, "Ooh, my mouth's on fire. So 
it was just that kind of but spice. But it's not on the menu. But he it's got not it. on the menu. But it, it, it is. But it's not in a meal form. And he just said, "Well, can I get that?" And the lady's like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll get that for you, and we'll put it in a meal form for you." So. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. They actually went off the menu. Mm-hmm. Something to put in there. Um, I just want to give a general price. There's cold appetizers uh, ranging about between 6 and $12. I had the shrimp summer rolls. I was sharing that with the grandma and grandpa. It was, it was awesome. Very good. There's hot appetizers, which include pot stickers, shrimp and chicken egg rolls, um, different things like that. And then that you can also get a general salad chicken dumplings, which is an appetizer, which is similar, but... But now, basically, I mean, in a meal, though, you're going to spend per person there, probably. We yeah. talk about this each time. Well, I haven't even gotten to the entrees right. part. Okay, so give me the Let price me... of the entrees. Okay, well, the, here's the deal. There's two different kinds of entrees. Before Nine Dragons was refurbished, they used to have this thing where it was just large portions and you got, like, dessert with it. Well, they still have that, but it's called the Nine Dragons Family Dinner Set, and that is $23.68 per guest. So, fairly, I mean somewhat more expensive but if you don't want to get all that stuff you can get the entrees which are uh, your sweet and sour pork is 17 16.98 um peppery shrimp is 21.98 so and that's probably the most expensive 21.98 is the most expensive uh just regular entree so okay. there you go once again there you go back to dining plan. oh yeah 40 bucks a day mm-hmm. on the dining plan right there just in that one meal you're going to spend more than 40 dollars mm-hmm. So your drink, I mean, if you can, yeah. and I know it sounds expensive, but you're gonna spend the money anyway. I mean, really, if you can, if you can do it, dining plan, dining plan, dining plan. It just sounds like the way to go, um, and it puts the cost behind you. I mean, by the time you hit the parks, yeah. your food's paid for. Now, if you don't intend to spend, you know. We didn't even talk about this. If you don't even want to have dinner there, you can do right. the quick service dining plan now, which is a lot less. Is, I think it's twenty dollars. Yeah, I think it's 25, somewhere okay. between 20 and 25, but um, that is very comparable that considering. That basically gives you two counter service right. a day. And that costs, from what I remember, it's about $9 for just the meal part. That doesn't include a drink, and it doesn't include a dessert, which, of course, all the dining plan uh, things include a dessert. So right. not to mention your snack that you so, get yeah. along so, the yeah. so, yeah, if you don't want to do a sit-down. Uh, do a quick service dining plan. Do a quick plan. service mm-hmm. dining plan, which is less money. Yep. And you're still going to get fed. So, okay, before we, I know I kind of took us off in that direction, but I always think that whenever I think about prices, and because I've been stuck with that before, you end yeah. up paying 75 or $80 for a meal, and you think, mm-hmm. you know, but this is, it's a good option. Just to finish up, I, I, I don't want to be long. It was a great restaurant. The portions were wonderful. The food was fresh. Great service. Not a lot of people. Definitely recommend it. You're going, right? Right. Yep. So you're going to check it out because I think it has a history of being not the greatest, and so people don't are shying you from know, it. You know, in 2002, but... I read it, wrote, it won like a Zagat Award. Really? Which huh. A, I mean, a major dining establishment award for that year. So mm-hmm. something happened well, I was between ta- that time. I was talking to Roy, and he said it used to be great when it opened, and then at the end, people just didn't want to go there anymore. And now it's been refurbished. I don't, maybe it's going to start the cycle over again. Okay. So anyway. Now also, uh, before we just run away, uh, from food. Lotus Blossom Cafe is mm-hmm. a counter service place also within China. We've and talked about that before. In, mm-hmm. Yeah, in stir fry and egg rolls. So very just, good. Just very so people fresh. Know that. If that's you know if that's what you want to get something counter service, they also have that. Yep. Okay, we're going to go on to now entertainment. We're just going to briefly touch these because 
uh, we're here in the very soon soon and uh, into our future here. We're going to be doing an entertainment and world showcase show, mm-hmm. and so we'll hit a lot of these things uh, much more in depth at that point. But I do just want to briefly touch on entertainment within China. You have the Dragon Legend Acrobats, which is an acrobatic group basically, and we'll you'll hear some audio from them. And we'll in talk a lot episode. more about it next week. I want right. to save all that information. The, you have the Zhijian. I think that I could have pronounced that completely wrong. Somebody please correct me. It's S I and then X I A N, which is it's Shanghai Region Folk Music, and they entertain in the Temple of Heaven. See, that's the lady I was talking about. Right. Okay. The, right. Just a little bit ago, the, playing the sitar. Yep. Okay, and then the other bit of entertainment is the Reflections of China, Circle Vision 360, yes. which brings us around to what our audio will be for this week. Uh, it's a lengthy audio piece. I thought it was interesting. I'd never heard it. Of course, I'd never been in there before. Uh, I thought it was good. So if you uh, want, everybody, you have anything more you want to yeah, add? Yeah, I want to add some pointers into there. You've never been on it, but... Right. I want to say this. Okay, first of all, it's standing. I thought it was sitting at first. I think there are... We'll cover this more when I get back or when we get back from our trips this summer, but there are other uh, countries with uh, similar movies like this. But anyway, this one is standing. They do give you a post you can sit up against. Um, They ask you that you not sit on top of them. They're they're, they're probably... Leaning post. Leaning. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's a big room, big circular room. Um, there's really not a good, not a bad spot to see this place. You can be anywhere in the room, and you can pretty much see. Uh, I definitely recommend seeing this more than once because you can't watch all the circle, the entire footage, the entire time. Right. Um, but uh, you, you, I do encourage you turn your head and watch where the things go. It starts off at the Great Wall of China, and the camera is just sitting there. But you look to the left, and the China Wall is going to the, you know, to the west or something. And you look to the right, and it's going to the east. So it looks like you're cool. just sitting. So it's the 360 degree camera. Oh shot. yeah, yeah. Cool. And um, just very unique, very interesting as far as the 13 minutes of covering China's uh, everything: agriculture, architecture, uh, people is one Past of them. The You'll hear basket. about it, but. Seeing the scenery is just amazing in itself, and some of the some of the cities and the nightlife and the different things like that. It's pretty cool. Um, as far as waiting, it said, didn't you read the half hour thing? That basically just meant that the show is every 13 minutes. So if you arrive right before the show closes off, then you have about 13, 15 minutes before yeah. people clear out to get the next one, which gives you time to look around the temple and stuff like that. Um, is a nice air-conditioned place, and uh, yeah, pretty much. I definitely encourage you to check it out. It's a nice break in air conditioning if you're there during a hot day. So okay, with that, let's head into the audio. Everyone enjoy. I've enjoyed this as I've listened to it. Once more, ni hao everyone. Welcome to Reflections of China. As a courtesy to other guests, we are that please turn off your cell phones. And for your safety, please do not sit on the ling rails since they were not designed to support your weight or that of children. Please note eating, drinking, and flash photography is not allowed inside this theater. And if you want to leave the show for any reason, please use extras on your left hand side. Thank you all. As we say, my country. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, and enjoy the movie. Thank you. Ah, 
China. When one thinks of this magnificent country, one cannot help but envision the Wanli Changchong. The Great Wall. It once stretched like a mighty dragon across 4,000 miles of China. Welcome. I am Li Bai, a poet of the Tang Dynasty. And I have returned to share with you reflections of my beloved China. Like this great wall, it winds like a road across timeless landscapes. But one can also find landscapes that are ever-changing. Shanghai, a city forever reinventing itself. Vibrant, sophisticated, romantic. As Shanghai reflects modern China, historic Nanjing Road reflects modern Shanghai. Set your gaze across the Huangpu River and you will find a new China that reaches for the sky. Yet in this city of East meets West, one can still find treasures of Shanghai's stately European influence. Even in the hectic pace of modern China, there is always time for Tai Chi, a tradition that has endured for centuries. Up here on Huangshan, at the Sea of Clouds, painters and poets like myself have been inspired for generations. In China, we say a poem in every painting and a painting in every poem. We have had a long history. Much of it has been recorded in this fashion. However, it may be said that the history of the Chinese people is not written in ink, but with water. The mighty Yangtze River. A fellow poet once wrote, Traveling against the currents of the Yangtze is more difficult than climbing to heaven. That may have been once true, but no longer. Marco Polo traveled this way 
He called Sujo the Venice of the East. I suppose if I had traveled to Europe, they would now call Venice the Sujo of the West. <laughs> so vast is China that even within her borders are many exotic lands and contrasts. From the serenity of Heavenly Lake to the busy night market of Urumuchi. Here one discovers that Xinjiang province is home to many ethnic peoples with their own unique customs and their own unique cuisines.
tombs of China's emperors have been watched over by these remarkable warriors of terracotta. And these figures of stone. And for 800 years, this intersection of three rivers has been protected by a silent sentinel. The giant Buddha of Lishan. One can find a living legacy of China's past in the world-famous Peking Opera. In the center of Beijing is perhaps China's greatest legacy, the Forbidden City. Imagine courtyards that could hold a hundred thousand members of the Imperial Court. For five hundred years, this vast walled city was the home of twenty-four emperors, the sons of heaven. But today, all the world can pass through this gate. Min Square. To stand here is to stand at the heart of China. Beihai Park was once a playground for the Emperor, but now it is a playground for all of China.
A wave of the hand now, and I am gone. Lowering my head, I dream that I am home. Until we meet again, Saijian. Okay, great. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you have not had a chance, uh, basically this attraction is pretty cool in that they invented this type of camera that is, they use nine cameras. And the reason they use nine, I think this, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Disney thing. They use nine cameras because when they project it, it's nine shots of, you know, they need a projector to shoot off over to the screen. Well, if you look at, and when you're in the pavilion, in between each screen is a little projector area where the projectors actually shoot through. And that means they can make a complete circle without a gap, in other words. So anyway, a very unique um, style of camera footage and very fun ride. Well, attraction, not a really a ride. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening this week. Do you have yeah. something more to say, Actually, Doug? No, no, no. I was just looking through some other stuff here that, okay. that I had written, but uh, no, it's no, it's just more more stuff that we could add it in. But it's really not that big a deal. We tried to condense everything down and give everybody a good description of of what uh, the China Pavilion looks like and the things to do there while you're there. Okay. So. Next week, we're going to still be in Epcot, so it'll be another fun Disney thing. Don't really have audio because it's kind of like a sparse different segments that we're going to be gonna covering. Be taking you throughout. We've Epcot. talked about the entertainment. We said that earlier, but that's basically what we're going to be covering. And if you have any comments whatsoever, feel free to please contact us and send us some information. And even if you want to say thanks for the pictures on Flickr, that'd be awesome too. A lot of them are kind of candid whatever shots that we just kind of throw up there but some of them actually turn out pretty cool looking so and let's hear from you beijing out there yeah uh, that'd be awesome to get an email from beijing yeah i know you're listening so just uh let's hear something from you and you can tell us firsthand what you think uh, not even if it's about uh china and epcot tell us about china yeah for sure Okay, well, thanks a lot for listening. The best thing that we would love for you to do is if you love the show and you're still listening, pass it on to someone else. We would love to just get more listeners just because, hey, we're doing this for fun and it's cool to get some response from people right. all over the place. Right, and it's nice to know that you're sharing with more than just mm -hmm. yourself. And, of course, we want to get more feedback on places to cover and places that we've been. Um, just uh, thinking right now, the guy in North Carolina who contacted us when I right. wrote down that we were doing a podcast. Well, and just, and, yeah, we try to keep in mind no place is too big or no place is too small. Definitely. And, and the small, you know, as we said clear back in the beginning, the small creates a lot of interest. In me, I think it does in Adam also. So let's go after boats. So everybody just get a hold of us and, uh, and give us those uh, little places that you think about, that you live in, that you know about. So... Okay, thanks again to you for listening. Have a good week, everybody. See ya. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be rebroadcast, edited, tweaked, stolen, pitch shifted, published, rewritten, redistributed, or otherwise changed for any reason without prior consent from theseamazingplaces.com. Unless, of course, you don't have an iPod to take with you and you need to burn a CD. After all, These Amazing Places is a 100% nonprofit podcast for anyone who wants to listen. Copyright 2008, 2009, and beyond. Wait.
that that almost made you feel like you were on a roller coaster all of itself. I had to hold on because I was like.